If you want to fix your life, you can't do that, but you can fix the day. So if you want to fix your life, you got to fix the day. And in this episode, we're going to teach you how to create the perfect day, the masterpiece day, so that you can line them up and in 30 days be unrecognizable. This is 15 minutes that could change your life. And for everybody that likes and shares and follows our show and posts on social media, hopefully you can find the time to do us a favor and leave a review. The reviews help us big time. Hope you enjoy this. What I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. You cannot fix your life, all right, in one day. You can't do it, but you can fix your day in one day. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is the concept of the masterpiece day. And what you can do today um, and create a routine that will change your life. Like a great life is a series of perfect days, right? We used to do that in financial planning. Everyone says, I want a 20-year plan. I'm like, hey, there's no such thing as a 20-year plan. There is a such thing as 20 perfect one-year plans. You know what I mean? Yep. Reminds me of the 12-week year. Yeah. You can't, like everyone wants to have this master plan and the minute, the very minute it's written, it's starting to be adjusted by life, by the environment. So you, the only thing you have control over is what you do when you wake up and what you do before you go to bed in its simplest form, right? Those are the bookends of life. Like I wake up, I go to bed. I've never had a, an easy time making sense of the, of, of, of the year or the 10 year period. I, but I always could figure out the unit of time, which is the day, because the sun comes up and the sun goes down. And what you do in the middle there is where the miracle happens. That's what Viktor Frankl said, right? About what? I don't remember Freedom. that. Freedom. Mm. It's what you do in between, between the, the, in the middle of stimulus and, and reaction. Yeah. It's freedom. The algorithm. Uh, he, he was the one who talked about that the real thing you have control over is what meaning you assign to anything, mm-hmm. particularly suffering. Right, he 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 believes when he was in Auschwitz that his suffering was he was going through it so he could tell others how to get through hard times. He assigned meaning to the suffering, and then once he did that, and it wasn't suffering anymore. So this is about having a great life through setting up masterpiece days, and a lot of the the techniques that I teach are from Brian Johnson's Optimize program, which I'm in, and every day he starts off with a plus one which is a daily message. Uh, so I'm going to walk you through that today about how to structure your, your, your day so that you're energized and optimized. The reason this is fresh in my mind is I woke up yesterday after the election wasn't finished, after spending the entire night getting sucked into the vortex and toxicity of social media and all the news channels and the very, very blended uh, opinions that, uh, that, that were offered that created uh, toxicity. I woke up, I felt like I got run over by a truck. <laughs> did you stay up? No, I did not actually. You didn't? <laughs> I was thinking to myself as I'm going to sleep, I was like, if I find out tonight or if I find out tomorrow morning, like it doesn't matter. What's why? Why would I sacrifice my sleep to find out now? And then it turns out I thought it would be done by the morning, but it wasn't. So I'm like, I'm glad I went to sleep. <laughs> you, you remind me of Stephen Pressfield. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He wrote a book called The War of Art. This is the book right here. And Eddie just sent me a text message, said the best part of this book was the fact when he committed to going underground to write his book. Yeah. He came up for air 
and um, and someone asked him about Nixon, which was the Watergate scandal. Mm-hmm. He he missed Watergate. Yeah, like he slept through Christmas. He was so committed to his goal. Um, I mean, you're a routine guy. It's one. This is yeah. a good topic for you, right in your wheelhouse. That's what I. That's what I say about sleep. The way you say bookends is because it's a weird concept. But people always ask about waking up early. Mm-hmm. But I always say you got to go further back and what time you go to bed because it's easy to wake up early if you went to sleep at eight o'clock. Like who you'd wake up early naturally. Right. And it then isn't early. Yeah. Right. It's, it's not it, early. It's normal. That's, a, that's interesting. Um, the, the daily routine is is everything. And that's yeah. how like people say, I want to fix my life. I want to recreate myself. I want to reinvent myself. Like, what do I do? It's like, what you do? What do you do? Is what I'm, <laughs> it's like, what do you do when you wake up? Do you, do you go to bed saying goodbye to your phone and wake up saying hello to it? <laughs> like those are, those are bad. And those are inputs that are going into your brain that is creating cortisol. And, and uh, if you know anything about social media, it's designed to stimulate your, your reaction, which is getting your emotions going. So if you're on it 10 minutes before you go to bed, you're like the snow globe that's shaken up and yeah. all the snowflakes are still active in your head. Yeah. It, hasn't, it hasn't settled. So Brian always recommends a digital sunset. Right. And in the digital sunset, you know, my commitment is 9 p.m. now. At 9 p.m., all digital inputs are off, and I'm going into, you know, being present, being able to settle my stuff down so I can sleep, make sure I get to bed at a reasonable time, with few exceptions. I mean, there'll still, still be some times when we're out a little bit later than others. And then knock it down. You know, go to bed and get, and get up energized. Um and the digital sunset's a big deal. Did you ever do it? Yeah, I tried it. I uh, I did it for a few days in a row where I put things down the second the sun went down or even right before, so that mm. way like all the lights were going. And I loved it, actually. It, the, one of the most fascinating things was how tired you got. Like, I didn't feel tired when mm. I did it, but then 30 minutes into it, you were like exhausted. Like you said, there's so many stimulus on the phone and different things like that. If you just think about it, yeah. your phone, music, lights on all these different things how do you feel but imagine like you're in a candlelit room with soft music for an hour like you just get tired if you're not those are two extremes but if you're in between where you're not on the phone and you're turning down lights it's you help yourself unwind a lot well light light used to go down by itself we didn't have the option of having light on i mean we had some fire but for the most part when the sun went down people went to bed yeah and when edison brought in light i think people used to get between 10 and 12 hours of sleep when when he invented light the day was extended, all right? The campfire extended the day, too, which was very, very important. Uh, the fire allowed for us to, to eat food at a, at, a, at a better rate and survive, and, and it allowed our brains to grow, but the campfire allowed for stories. So that right. was a very significant role the fire had is, you know, we learned through stories. We told stories about our day around the campfire, which is a very healthy thing, but it wasn't 3,000 beeps and buttons from the social media <laughs> endpoints that's just overwhelming the brain right before you're about ready to retire to bed. Um, so when Edison invented the light, the light bulb, sleep went down from four to eight. And now since social media, sleep's gone down from eight to six. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't even getting six. And the sleep they're getting isn't good sleep because they have too much stimulation. So you should experiment with your own body. The algorithms of the great day start with the bookends. You know, yeah. what you do when you wake up and what you do when you go to bed. In the middle, if you suck in the middle, you still have control over those two things. Right. And start small. Start with a five-minute or ten-minute routine. Don't start with this massive routine you can't fix. You know, my morning routine is two and a half hours right now. Yeah. So I wake up, I do my thing in the morning, 
you know, and I won't, I won't include what I do in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, I just get clean and ready to go. You know, I go through my routine and I take my supplements and, and, um, you know, I do some push ups. Actually, I do 25 push ups just to get my blood going. And I do the drunken monkey. Yeah. You know, the drunken monkey yeah, yeah, dance yeah. where you're kind of moving your bones. I've been doing that. That's from, uh, that's really good. It just get moves. It gets you moving. and gets the blood flowing. Troy Casey. I, is I that jump it? in a cold shower. Yeah. So I turn the shower on and I'm in it till, till, till it warms up, uh, which is fun. And then I come out and I go in, I go, I, I put the coffee on, I go out into my deck, I'm looking at the Atlantic ocean right on the beach. And I start my morning session. And that's when I think the diamonds are because I'm getting downloads from the universe. Um, it's quiet. I'm alone. And I go through the algorithm of the morning routine, the morning session. What do you do when you wake up? I like to stay off my phone. Like I was telling you that screen time thing. Yep. It doesn't go off till eight in the morning, meaning like all my apps are shut off. So I don't look at any notifications till eight. And I like to go on my balcony, look at the ocean and uh, just do what I, a lot of times I like to move recently. I like yeah. try to, I was thinking recently, I like to do the hardest thing. So one thing is like, I know I'm going to sit a lot during the day and try to move my body. So I try to just move and focus on that or do something that I don't want to do like a task that I just get started. So if I get it started right in the morning, it feels like super productive from the morning. But I was going to say one more thing about the unwind thing. Oh, that I tell people you were saying uh, like get one step done towards that routine. You don't have to do everything. Right, right. Is that when it comes to sleep, I challenge people a lot of times try to get in bed at nine because when I tried to do it, it was way harder than I thought because you say, okay, I'm going to get in bed at nine. Easy. Sleep is easy. But then eight o'clock comes around. You realize oh, I got to eat dinner. Then you realize you got to do the dishes. Then you realize you forgot to take a shower, brush your teeth. Somebody calls you all these different things. And then it's 10 o'clock and you couldn't even get in bed at nine. So it's, it's something that you, it really illuminates a lot of different pieces of your routine that if you're able to attempt it, you'll realize, oh, I actually have to do these things way earlier. And that's where right. the framework starts to go work backwards. If you're trying to get a bit in bed at nine, that framework is like, okay, well, I got to stop a lot of things at six to seven so I can get to that goal. Yeah. The, the and one way to, to do it is to talk about doing it and give yourself a reputation to live yes. up to, which is my favorite. You tell people you're going to do it. They expect you to do it. And if you're a man of your word, a woman of your word, you're going to do it. That's right. Um, the concept of carpe diem, right? We're talking about the day, right? And if the day is too much, break it down to the hour. If the hour is too much, break it down to the minute. Like carpe diem means seize the day, right? Mm-hmm. Where did you first hear of carpe diem? I think actually on just like shirts or something like oh, that. And I had yeah, to look yeah. it up. It was in yes. Dead Poets Society with Robin Williams, the most contemporary use of uh, carpe diem, seize the day. Because the kids were sitting around looking at the case of all the students from the school. And Robin Williams said, you know, God rest his soul. He said, listen, can you hear it? They're saying something to you. They're saying, seize the day, <laughs> right? Carpe diem means seize the day, and it's Latin for pick the fruit while it's ripe. Mm-hmm. Carpe means to pick, right, or to pluck. So it means pluck the day out of the world and make it right. And if you want to go backwards even lower, there's another saying in the Latin, um, carpe momentum, mm. seize the moment. Like, you don't have any control over anything except right now. Seize the moment and design and be the architect of the, of the perfect day. Wow. And I'll tell you, in 30 days, you'll be unrecognizable, not only to yourself, but to your friends and people around you will notice um, what that is. So here's my mo- morning routine. <clears throat> I do 10 breath exercises. And I go around uh, Brian, Wil- Brian, uh, Brian Wilson. <laughs> Brian, Brian Johnson has the optimized compass. And this is a compass 
that has uh, different points to it. What points north is wisdom. So it's a virtue of wisdom. Um, and there's a serenity prayer that he kind of repurposed for this. Like, God, grant me the wisdom to know the game I'm playing and to know it well. Mm. And after I say that, I do a breath in through my nose for six, into my belly so it elevates, and out through my nose for eight. And what that breathing exercise is designed to do is designed to reset your uh, parasympathetic nervous system. And I do it out in the out in the, look, look, looking at the ocean and a lot of times the sun. And I'm just saying, you know, God grant me the wisdom to know the game I'm playing and to learn how to play it well. And there's eight virtues around the compass, but the compass is always a direction. It's a guiding. It's a, it's a it's a distant shore, right? You know, it's not a, a, a not a not an exact destination. It's something out there, and it brings you. So that exercise is, you know, uh, with love, you know, let me love God, please let me love grant me the serenity to love, uh, the way I'm capable of loving and not get bogged down with things that are, 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 um, a hindrance. Let me please allow me to have the gratitude. Please allow me to have the curiosity. Please allow me to have the courage to take action. Um, so you go around, I do 10 of them. And after that, it might take me five, maybe five minutes. I, then I start my day. And the very, the very next part is what I call the memento mori moment. So this necklace I have around my neck is something that the Stoics call memento mori. And memento mori means remember that you're mortal. Uh, so there's a lot of great wisdom that was, was passed along over the years, this ancient, this ancient algorithms of, hey, I'm going to die someday. I was within days of my life ending, and I know that my day will my my life will someday end and i want to make sure that i um remember that and now it's its cousin is a is a latin word called uh, amore fate and amore fate you know what that means i haven't heard that you one haven't? oh I, I just read it and i love it in fact i'm gonna get a i'm gonna get a two-sided necklace one side is gonna be called memento more and then the opposite side is going to be amore fate. Mm. Amore fate means love your fate. And that means that everything that's happened to you in your life and everything that's going to happen to you is a, the exact thing that you need to have, have had, have happened. All right. Meaning good and bad things that have happened to you are amazing. And you need to love your fate. Mm. You need to love that it's happened to you. These are gifts that were given to you that are going to allow you to live the rest of your life. Amore fate. So, you know, what I like for me not to have someone else's organ in my body and the chance of it rejecting and me prematurely dying. Um, no, but I'm thankful that I'm here. And I, I, I love that that happened to me because it, it changed my perspective. It changed the trajectory of my life. Um, so that's an important part of that. And I kind of come out of that spiritual part of my morning and I go into intention. You know, what do I want to accomplish? What do I want to kick ass at, at today right. for my brain, for my body, and for my business? These are just three things I look at. What am I doing to feed my brain? What am I doing to, to, to nourish and move my body? And what am I going to do to uh, bring my business up you know, to the, to the dominoes? I map and schedule out every single thing I have that day. I look at my calendar. I set my alarms as I set these alarms because I'm a talkative fellow. <laughs> I set the alarms in my, in my phone, and I got them already preset 10 before, 10 before the hour and five minutes before the half hour, so I can just tap the alarms, turn them all on. Yeah. It takes me two seconds, and then I journal, 
and uh, and I, I do my input. I'm either going to take in a video, or I'm going to read some books, or I'm going to create a piece of content while I have quiet time, and then uh, I'm off. That's my day. Brian calls it deep work. Like that's when you do the good stuff. That's when the good. That's when the good stuff comes out of you. I'm a big fan of doing things like that first thing in the morning because you feel like you won the day. Just it's a, it's right. another another simple one is like making your bed. But if you do like hard work in the morning, like really deep work, as right. he calls it, or anything that really sets you up like that, you already took action, which is something that's some people don't even want to take action at all. So you took action for the best part of your life you can possibly do, the best action you can take for your day, and then you live the rest of the day. Right. Yeah, that, that's like once you get started, you're halfway done. I mean, yeah. get, just getting anything done. There's lots of books on habits. Just doing, starting it in the right, right direction gets you going, which brings you throughout the day. You do your things, and if you set your morning up correctly, you're doing the right things. If you got the wrong things in there, do countermeasures. Like, what yeah. are you doing to prevent you from drifting? And that's a whole part of it. But I can't fix it all in this 10-minute, 15-minute take action tip but what i can do is tell you the back end the digital sunset you know this is new uh i've been trying it and i've always done it a little bit but nine o'clock done out everything's off i'm in bed i read i breathe i do my my evening routine to get ready to bed and then uh that's it i like what you said about uh it's take action is a great take action tip because it is about taking action it's not really about doing it right the first time like what i was saying with the challenge with the bed is like you may try to get in bed and you don't achieve it but you learned so much from all the things you're doing wrong and then you could start working on eliminating those so it's not always about just implementing this bedtime you got to eliminate so many things just so you can get to bed you have to right. eliminate so many things now there's a lot of books and stuff about the miracle morning and the routine whether you're frigid or you're loosey-goosey <laughs> whether you're in amazing shape you can't run a, you know you can run a marathon or you can't run around the block if you want to fix your life, fix your day. If you can't fix the day, see carpe diem, fix the moment, carpe momentum. You know, fix whatever's going on and start with two very small bookends. How you start your day, how you end your day. Try to eliminate all inputs at the end of the day. Try to get up and be energized. Hope this was helpful and it was on my mind because this horrific election <laughs> ruined my day because I got out of my routine. My bookends are now back in play. Hope you enjoyed this. 